Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Dungeon Cast is brought to you by RPG Match. RPG Match is a TTRPG matching service that allows you to browse and connect with other tabletop folks who like to play like you do. Want to find someone to play a new game with? RPG Match. Want to meet someone who will actually show up on time? RPG Match. I know groups out there have issues scheduling. It's one of the most common complaints you see in the meme community. So you don't have to deal with that anymore. There's RPG Match. They ask the important questions about safety tools, character death, and stylistic preferences, so you are guaranteed a good fit before you sit down at the table or VTT. RPG Match is also partnering with major publishers from KSCM to Free League to Paizao and more to allow you to unlock special badges. RPG Match is more than a matching service. They are building a community online from the ground up with tabletop gamers in mind. Best of all, it's all free. Don't wait on it. There's a link in the description below that will take you there to check it out right now. Go check out RPG Match. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. Today, we are talking about the book of Vile Darkness. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. Good? Okay. Yeah, I'm All ready right. to read the nastiest stuff. It's the grossest book. It's yeah. like Fifty Shades of Grey, but like... It's, it's yeah, 50, just all shades of black. Fifty Shades of Dark Poop Brown. <laughs> it is that time of the year again. When the darkness creeps and lingers, the night grows deeper and stronger, and the things that should not be begin to stalk our dreams and scratch at our thoughts. It's October, folks. It's the spooktacular. It's it, here. It is. We did it. it. We made it. <laughs> and this year on the Dungeon Cast, we are getting dark. We're getting vile. <laughs> we're yeah. also doing a lot of reading because yeah, today right. we're covering the book of Vile Darkness. It's one of the things we've talked about so much and never had an episode on. Yes, one of the <laughs> countless, countless things. Uh, one of the most infamous and terrifying of all artifacts in the D&D cosmos. And need I remind you, Brian, that this month may be the month of all things spooky, but this year is the year of all things artifact. So this episode's about spooky stuff. Mm-hmm, exactly. A spooky, yeah. One spooky thing, really. One spooky thing. The spookiest thing. But it is maybe. a stuff. 
It is a, a stuff. Thing. Yeah. A book. An artifact. A vile one. Indeed. Like Volo's Guide. The, the Volo's book. Guide is Volo's is in uh Baldur's Gate 3, by the way. I uh, meet well, him very early. Volo is like a Forgotten Realms yeah. staple. Yeah, so. he is. He is. Yeah. He wasn't like how I thought he would be. Isn't he kind of flamboyant? Super flamboyant, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I know. I thought he would be more scholarly. He's definitely, I mean, he's a bard. So. Both, yeah. Like, he he is scholarly. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I thought he was going to be just seen archetypically scholarly. Right, like, yeah. Like bookwormish, if you will. Mm, Anyways. Interesting. Neither here nor there. Let's talk about the Book of Vile Darkness. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, Volos. Yeah, Wizard says that Volos is a vile book. It's not allowed. Oh, yeah, it anymore. does. And Morden kind of Stoma Foes. Yeah, I was talking yeah, about that before the recording. Those are the two no-no books. Like, why? I, lo- I like them good both books. a lot. I really like those okay. books, yeah. Anyway. All right, so. Different book. Different book, different time. So as with lots of things with D&D, the history and details of a specific topic vary depending on setting and edition. I'm aware that Forgotten Realms is the most often used D&D setting that isn't a homebrew setting. So along with Greyhawk, I will be giving you uh, setting-specific history and details on the book of Vile Darkness. But first, I want to present a setting-agnostic take. On it. Yeah, as we typically do with the show. Oh, yes. t- uh, <laughs> and me, I don't know anything, just so everybody knows. I just keep seeing, like, <laughs> that isn't true. I, do you know much about this particular topic? Probably not. That's the thing. It's like yeah. when episode topics come out, I'm not supposed to know anything. Will's supposed to teach me. I feel like that gets lost. Yeah. People yeah. get confused. I, I, like, why does that guy know it's anything? It's always new people. It's, it's always not people. supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so, no description adequately adequately evokes the fear and revulsion experienced by those who have encountered the dreaded Book of Vile Darkness. An ancient tome, it is said to be the foremost authority on evil, exploring every manifestation of darkness as it appears throughout the world and the plains beyond. It corrupts and destroys all whose eyes fall upon its filthy pages. Filthy, nasty pages. (laughs) Like somebody wiped with it. It is a unique tome. There is no other of its kind or equal. Copies do exist, and some might even contain excerpts from the original, but all are fragmentary, flawed, imperfect facsimiles, lacking in the true power contained by the original work. The Book of Vile Darkness is not a traditional tome. It is never fixed or complete. The book is always changing. New pages replace the old. Each time the book falls into wicked hands, its contents evolve. Those with the power to master the book are free to replace, revise, and add to its contents, and the tome changes form and composition to reflect the interests of its user. Anyone else, uh, anyone too weak, too good, or too easily frightened finds annihilation at his or her as his or her only reward. It's like browsing the dark web. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So wait, you can have like, uh, I'm, well, I guess you can't have like version 1.0 of the book because it's it's one book. It's not like multiple books. Okay, so um, there I, are copies. Okay, I was and gonna say like, and if we're talking about style. Forgotten Realms specifically, uh-huh. there's I think six of these things. Okay, um, and then there's more like flawed copies. But in I believe it's Greyhawk and in Fourth Edition, there is only one true book. Ah, okay, but it. Go, not that it goes where it will. It's kind of like the ring where it kind of has a will of its own. Um, the one ring? The one ring, yes. Yeah. Sorry, the one, one the ring. One ring the one book to read them all. No, wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing can uh, it can be found all over the place. Um, there is a theory that it is one book that has a reflection of itself across the multiverse. Sure. So, and and it needs peepers on it. What, yes, exactly yeah. right, and and and, and um, anything that gets added to a book in one plane of existence, that information also gets added to the original copy as well. Oh, 
Yeah, that that's one of the theories. We'll get into it a little bit later. It's all rather it's it's pick pick your own adventure. It's bad you know Wikipedia. It it's bad Wikipedia. It's Wikipedia yeah. without good mods. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> that well, is a book of okay. vile darkness. <laughs> the Darkopedia. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Vecna is often credited as the book's original author. Uh oh. Others have argued that Vecna came upon the tome during his rise to power. The book's secrets proved a contributing factor, along with Cass's betrayal to the Archlicious Apotheosis. Uh, some point to another figure as the original writer, a horrific monster called uh, Nagrul, who allegedly fashioned the tome from his own flesh. Nagrul supposedly crafted the ink from his blood and bound his very soul into the manuscript. Mm. A third belief holds that anonymous seers of Theris Dune, the chain god, created the book as a tool to annihilate the works of law and chaos, the worlds of the gods and the primordials. Um, if uh, if there's Dune made it because it's made of skin, right? Like it's like a leathery like skin. It depends on the setting you're playing in, but yeah, I've seen. Uh, well, I'm just trying to recall episodes of the Dungeon Cast where it has come up before. Yeah, it's it's and, the like, Necronomicon. random facts I remember. Yeah, yeah, the Necronomicon, which I I don't know which. Well, the, the idea of the Necronomicon, from my understanding, is an H.P. Lovecraft creation, right? Yeah. Um, which I know, like, uh, Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead took they that idea. That, yeah. God, I love that series. Um, <laughs> I'll put that on my, li I feel, on my I list. I do feel like the Book of Vile Darkness has a lot of similarities to, like, different Necronomicon, like, takes. Okay, yeah. I, I like, I don't know, what Lovecraft stories does a Necronomicon show up in? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, There's the one with the dude that, like... There's one of the, the pyramids... Okay. Where and there's like a guy that finds it. He like reads it on a park bench, I think, and like goes to a lab and like, oh God. It's a good day for reading. <laughs> you know that book made of human flesh? I haven't cracked that one open yet. I think he I think he pops something pops off in the park or whatever. I can't remember. I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I don't remember. But that book, yeah, definitely similar, similar yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Bad evil book. The tome's true origins are likely lost forever, again, unless you're playing in Greyhawk or Forgotten Realms, which is highly likely. Highly likely, And yeah. we will get into those specific setting, uh, the history, mm -hmm. uh, especially in Forgotten Realms. We're really going to get into that history. Yeah, what brand uh, of D&D are you bringing to your table? Yeah. We're going to cover it here today. Indeed. Since it's changing nature and numerous contributors make it difficult to identify the original author. The book is a great, ugly thing. It's black patchwork cover held in place by heavy metal plates and adamantine wire. Claws and teeth sprout from its spine, while a heavy iron hasp and padlock hold the book closed. Textual, revi yeah, textual revisions and additions are immediately obvious when examining its contents. Most pages are parchment, likely made from humanoid skin, though other sheets are made of thin lead, a dragon scale, or stranger metals. The writing's clarity ranges from lucid to incoherent, some in tight, neat, cramped rows, and others in insane scrawls spattered with jewel and blood, while diagrams, illustrations, and commentary from past owners break up the text. Oh, yeah. There it is, the skin book. <laughs> yeah, like this. Okay, so people that aren't familiar might remember Harry Potter, where like they have the book, the Beast book or whatever, the Tome of Beast. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like yeah. tries to fucking eat you. Yeah. God, what's that book called? That was uh, that was in the third book. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know. I can't remember because it's when Hagrid gets a teaching role and he uh -huh. assigns that book, and that book like causes a lot of. Yeah, calamity. you're right. It wouldn't yeah. have been Chamber of Secrets because they're like, oh, we cleared Hagrid's name. Now he can be a teacher. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the book is almost impossible to navigate rationally, and learning anything useful from the book requires long hours of study. It is hard to guess why this book was originally written. Many believe that the book was intended to serve as a profane liturgy for priests of the newly ascended Vecna, and one can find passages in Vecna's surviving entries of the book similar to parts of other works authored by the Archlich. The writing covers a wide range of grisly subjects, ritual sacrifice, demon husbandry, methods of exact, extracting pain from the innocent, and so on. One does not read the book from front to back since there is no order or structure to its contents. It's much like a Dungeon Master's Guide, isn't it? Can you imagine opening this? <laughs> That's a good point. Can you imagine opening this book and like getting fucking relationship advice on how to like wed your demon man? Well, is that what demon husbandry is? No. I thought it was like breeding them, right? I mean, well, it could hang be. Hang on a second. Let me. It could. It super could be. <laughs> That'd be funny though. There probably is relationship advice. Like, yeah. hey, if you want to be a warlock, you know, there's some things you got to do. Absolutely. Some things that demons like. Have you heard of Malkinthet? <laughs> Have you heard? Because you're gonna. <laughs> um, instead, a reader leaves through the book, letting the corruption in his or her soul guide the eyes, guide their eyes as they fall upon the page to glean what lore the book bestows. Yeah, husbandry is like the breeding of animals. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah. So you can make <laughs> demons do your stuff. Is it specifically demon central? Like this book, it's not like fiend, you know, the book um, thing? The, the, the book is evil central. It doesn't yeah. have to be a lot of chaos, but I will say it does seem to lean very chaos to me. Sure. Uh, yeah, the devils probably don't want books on how to fuck around. There are some really so th there's uh, the fourth edition, I believe. I want to say it's the Manual of the Plains, but it might be. You know what? No, it, the fourth edition had a book. Three point five did this too, where they had an actual book called the Book of Vile Darkness as oh, a source book. Nice. That's and fun. In the fourie one, they have like quote unquote quotes from Asmodeus about the book <laughs> and like stuff, <laughs> like and, in the front page. Yeah, and like the back in the in the in the blurb in the back. <laughs> Off to dig it up. Ten out of ten. Would read again. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of like that. This is a great book. <laughs> Maybe during the short rest, I'll go look for some. Oh, uh, it's fucking funny. They're pretty funny. Um, the contents of this foul manuscript, manuscript of ineffable wickedness, are the meat and drink of those in evil's thrall. No mortal was meant to know the secrets it contains. Knowledge so horrid that to even glimpse scrawling scrawled pages invites madness. I'm sure you're starting to see a, a pattern here. Of we're just going to tell you. About, like about the horrible things, but we're not actually going to talk about the horrible things. We're going to describe that the things in it are horrible, but we're not going to actually get into what horrible things are in it besides just real quick phrases. Yeah, potential readers won't go buy it if we tell them exactly what's in there. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nature cannot abide the book's presence. Ordinary plants wither in its presence. Animals are unwilling to approach it, and the book gradually destroys whatever it touches. Uh, even stone cracks and turns to powder if the book rests on it long enough. So I guess what what you're getting at here is if this book appears in your game, mm -hmm. the reader won't necessarily garner actual information that you I mean maybe but they'll they'll succumb to madness so it won't exactly matter there's a chance of succumbing to madness um there you basically from what I've read is like let's say you got the wizard in the party who wants to glean information from it mm -hmm. well you can you could spend like a week studying it there's going to be chance of madness but there's also going to be an incredibly powerful almost an unavoidable chance of your alignment absolutely 
shifting. Yeah. So that's um, a conversation. That's an off the table conversation. Yeah. You yeah. got to have that talk because, like, dude, if you do this, like, you have to understand, like, this book will literally change the nature of your personality. <laughs> you will slowly hand your character to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, or unless you're willing to play the super evil character. So, yeah. It's uh, tough because who's going to sit down at the table and, like, do that with you, depending on how the party composition started? You know, pal right. Paladin in the group, that's a no. Yeah. That's not going to work. No. Just straight up, uh, or you know, even a cler most clerics. Um, but I mean, maybe no one at the party gives a shit. Maybe everybody's like neutral evil or whatever. Like, yeah, or know. maybe the wizard does it in secret. You know, sure. And, and then, yeah, and you, you know, he got to suss it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of texting at the table. I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> so, just as my previous description said, in the worlds of Forgotten Realms and Greyhawk, most believe the Lich God Vecna authored the original Book of Vile Darkness. He recorded it in its pages, every diseased idea, every unhinged thought, and every example of blackest magic he came across or devised. Vecna covered every vile topic he could, making the book a gruesome catalog of all mortal wrongs. Other practitioners of evil have held the book since and added their own input to its catalog of vile knowledge. Their editions are clear for the writers of later work stitched whatever they were writing into the tome or in some cases made notations and additions to exist existing text. There are some places where pages are missing, torn, or covered so completely with ink, blood, and scratches that the original text can't be divined. Mm. The truth, though, is that the first content of the Book of Vile Darkness was penned by penned on Oerth slash Greyhawk. Mm -hmm. I know it's supposed to be pronounced Earth, and I just can't bring myself to say that that oh because like okay right there yeah, yeah. let's say let's say I, I okay the book of vile darkness was penned on earth like that doesn't make sense in a in an audio setting because they're gonna be like what are you talking about on earth you know what i mean i know yeah, yeah. like to hit the o so they know yeah that's what hit they say the o in greyhawk so they know. you know that's <laughs> what they say in greyhawk absolutely <laughs> so anyways the book of vile darkness was penned on o earth by <laughs> Okay, is that gonna be a shirt? <laughs> Add the O so they know that underneath Greyhawk. Oh boy, we'll work on it. By a Vasharan spellcaster millennia ago. At the time, it was only one single scroll with the spellcaster's ideas in it. Later, the scroll fell into the hands of a priestess of Nerul, the god of the dead on Earth, who tripled the content by adding her knowledge into it. This trend continued, and various evil clerics of different faiths came into possession of the scroll, adding their knowledge to it, and the scroll fell into the hands of a different owner. Okay, so it was the scroll of vile darkness before it was, it was the book. It was like of the vile super darkness. scroll of, of evil, yeah. It's getting real long. Maybe we could cut it here, 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 and just stitch it into the skin. It'll work great. <laughs> We're running out of skin. <laughs> Eventually, the collected works fell into the hands of the genocidal wizard and warlord named Vecna. He took the scrolls and added some of his own discoveries to them. After he died and rose as a lich, Vecna transcribed the scrolls into a bound book, creating its cover from the flesh of a human face and the bones of a demon, magically transformed into a dull metal binding. It is said that the strange symbols on the cover are understandable only by those who have read the book in its entirety, and that the sudden realization of the utter wickedness that they represent, a darkness so deep that it shames hell itself, is why the book is so highly prized. It shames hell itself. I wonder what Asmo has to say about that. We'll find out after the short. <laughs> yeah. After Vecna's death, cultists loyal to Erethnol, the god of hate, envy, ugliness, and slaughter, uh, held the book in a dim vault for many years, using it as a final initiation in their innermost circle. Gotta go touch it. <laughs> hey, touch this. Go touch this. I know this. it looks weird, but... <laughs> a few copies were made during this time, although most of them were incomplete or flawed in some way. 
Uh, the errors contained in these lesser copies usually cause the reader to be drawn into one of the lower planes, never to be seen again. I was going to say, what happens to the entity writing the copy? You know, if the reader is like, I mean, that's a great question. Bad. That's a fantastic question. No idea. <laughs> I wrote it first because at the end, flah, I tear my face off and bind it and then die. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Thieves uh, at some point stole the original during a great war, and the book passed through many hands after that. According to some records, the uh, not demon lord, sorry, the archdevil, Beelzebul, uh, kept the book in his personal library. For Did you remember Beelzebul? He's the poop guy. Yeah, poop I, palace. I remember. Yeah, okay. Slug, uh, How could I forget? Is that the slug one? Yeah, he's the slug yeah. who lives in Poop Palace. Yeah. So he like might not anymore. I don't remember. He's it. super greedy, right? Uh, no, that's Maman. Uh, Maman. Beelzebul is about kind of information. Oh, it, okay. And is Maman... Maman is... Everyone hates Maman? Everyone hates both Maman and Beelzebul. They, they oh, have that in they've common. got a lot of overlap, I see. Yeah, that yeah, might be why do. I'm They're both confused. gross and everyone hates them. And it's, they're both slugs? No, one's uh, like a snake man. Okay. Same shape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they slither around. In what, yeah, they do slither around. You're not... Well, I mean, does a slug slither? It's more like slides, right? It slides, it crawls. Uh, yeah, they use a little... like. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Moving All on. Right. You've, we've made the distinction. Indeed. Uh, in his personal library for a time, adding a few pages of his own, six complete copies are known to exist. Um, again, this is Greyhawk and Forgotten Realms, and I do believe they share the same um, Book of Vile Darkness lore. Because okay. um, I believe at some point the book makes its way into Faerun from Greyhawk. Ah, but, I see. Yeah. There was probably a page on that, on how to get it into another plane. Probably. They're playing <laughs> D&D over there. Put the book in it. <laughs> um, at least one of which was made after Beelzebub's alteration. At least three times that number, so 18, flawed copies or outright fakes also exist. These books are often found in evil temples, dark libraries, in the hands of wicked collectors. Hey, Martha, I read the whole thing. I'm not, I'm not going crazy. What's going on? <laughs> Where did you say you bought this copy? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think it works. <laughs> um, Vecna's original still exists as well, and it is a prize coveted by almost every priest of a dark god. The book is a fantastic reference work of evil deities, black magic, sacrifice, and forbidden secrets. Its lore is so potent and so dark that non-evil creatures that read its contents are often corrupted to evil through defilement rather than temptation. Uh, once a mind has absorbed the knowledge in this book, the attached soul is so polluted that there is no recourse other than to turn evil. <laughs> so no matter how hard There's you try. There's just no other recourse. I couldn't do anything else. Just be evil. Yeah. Uh, an evil character is likely to keep it around for reference, although not even the darkest hearted villain uh, peruses its pages haphazardly. Uh, powerful fiends watch over the book because where it goes, evil power grows. Did you skip this sentence about the Book of Exalted Deeds? Did I? Oh, unlike its good counterpart, the Book of Exalted Deeds, the Book of Vile Darkness does not mysteriously disappear after it's read. Okay. So what the, What is, wait, <laughs> it's just a shoot. What is this Book of Exalted Deeds? It's the opposite. It's just the, it's It'll get its own episode. Are there copies of that? I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Um... Yeah, the book. We'll do the book of exalted deeds. That's probably cool. the dichotomy, like when we talked about those talismans, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, of good and evil or whatever. Exactly. Where, what were they called again? Uh, there was a talisman of ultimate evil and the okay, talisman was that simple. of pure good. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, you can wear that while you have your book of choice. 
Well, no, because you have to have they have to match. If they don't match, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your talisman and book of choice must match. Indeed, but you can yeah. have them both. Yes, you can. That what a look! What you, a look! Right, you roll up to fucking evil college with like your fucking evil talisman and your book of vile darkness. Yeah, you're gonna turn heads for sure. This is a second edition copy, man. It's fucking hard to find. There's only so many. It's like six. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Devouring the, devouring the tome with your eyes, not literally. Uh, the dedicated reader with <laughs> profound insight into evil's machinations, uh, aiding the scholar in refining individual talents while adding fuel to the corruption, corrupt fire burning in his or her breast. To all others, the book is an accursed thing, an object to be torn asunder, burned, its ashes scattered to the four winds. The darkness within the tattered pages is palpable. Those of pure spirit, unfortunate enough to handle the text, find their flesh blistering almost immediately. I would not recommend putting the ashes of this book into the atmosphere. No, absolutely I'm not. I'm pretty sure there's a Dragon Ball plot where you they will... like poison the air currents and make everyone evil. That That is exactly <laughs> what would happen. Yeah. That is exactly what would happen if you did that. <laughs> You're just walking around like, who's smoking cigarettes? I want to murder somebody. <laughs> I want to murder whoever's Absolutely. smoking that nasty kush out here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Just I'm imagining like a mad lich, like Skeletor style. Like, now I will burn the book and cast it into the atmosphere. <laughs> I would play in that D&D game. That's fucking good. How do you fix that? <laughs> fucking like pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and like sinking it in the ocean or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. We're getting some fantasy fantasy physics here on the on the guest. <laughs> All right, for those daring to read it, many things might occur. Uh, death is the most common result. Mm. The reader's brain liquefying in place. Uh, others are driven mad or so corrupted they become monstrous things, filthy wretches beyond redemption. There are a few. There are a few, perhaps those the book chooses, who find wisdom in the erratic text, and with that wisdom, plunge into true villainy. Oh, okay. They, like we can. This guy's capable. Yeah, he's he's Make worthy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I heard Illithids like to drink the liquid soup after people fail to withstand the book's power. I'm sure know, they would. The, the skulls of the, of sure. the fallen. You know what I found out um, playing Baldur's Gate. Uh, that canonically, mind flayers and elephants do not have souls. They are soulless beings. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. They can't be bartered with? Like I don't in, know. In they the, just they don't have souls. They just, <laughs> they really are the fucking D&D boogeyman. Who was I talking to about that? I don't know. They're doing a lot with them in the uh, the Fandelver can, canonical, like, next step. Okay. Whatever book is coming out, yeah. Um, I've fallen off the like, what book is coming out train since mm -hmm. you know Wizards of the Coast betrayed us all. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but they, I saw Buff Illithid mostly from uh, from Jake. Check out Swole Initiative. He was mm -hmm. like doing videos for D and D on um, on Buff Illithids and stuff like specking the the mind flayers differently. Okay, that's in the new book, yeah, oh, yeah. Like you know, they've got all kinds of experimentation and shit going on, so they're constantly reflavoring themselves no soul huh that's huge for a game like this where your soul is yeah currency. when souls are can be currency and yeah yeah power power drawn from them super interesting yeah okay. i'll update you later as i finish that game gotcha <clears throat> okay so the book of vile darkness touches on every evil in the cosmos a character can use the lore the book contains to unearth terrible secrets no mortal should know among the contents a character might find are the following vile apotheosis the book could hold a ritual that allows a character to become a lich or death knight hmm. True names. The true names of any number of fiends might be in the book. Okay. Uh, dark magic. S several spells of horrific evil of the DM's design and choosing could be in the book. Spells could impose dreadful curses, disfigure others, require human sacrifice, afflict creatures with crippling pain, spread vile plagues, and so on. 
Um, th this is kind of like a, these are the types of things you should put in it if you're a dungeon master that's actually exploring and exposing your players to the contents of the book. Yeah, it's giving me ideas for like, oh, we've got a you know mostly good party that wants to stop some great evil, but to do to stop this you know, haphazardly thing from going on in your game, you must know the true name of said demon and fucking and yeah, speak it. And, and the only to way to get book. it is to read this book. And That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Like you're going to slowly corrupt people and, like, make them give up pieces. Right. But that's how it all starts. Like, that's mm -hmm. how devils and demons, like, fucking get you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So as with most powerful artifacts in D&D, &D, the Book of Vile Darkness is a sentient item. Uh, thanks to the f soul fragments binding wicked ideas and writings to its pages, the book possesses a dim cunning and a drive to spread despair and suffering throughout the world. It senses when it's handled or examined and can conceal its darker subjects to appear less sinister to a viewer whose alignment differs from its own. The book's great power uh, should tempt the character to tap into the magic it contains and use it in place of whatever uh, focus the character normally would wield. Um, the more the character uses the book, the greater their corruption grows until the wielder becomes chaotic evil. Although possessed of intelligence, the book has no means to communicate outside the words on its pages. That said, the book can move words around on the page so the reader can divine its intentions and objectives should they earn the book's trust. Yeah, like Bumblebee. <clears throat> you just play whatever fucking radio song matches. Right, right. Sure. Fucking, it's bad Tom Riddle. It's bad Tom Riddle. Well, Tom Riddle's already bad, but... Well, I mean, it's Tom Riddle, unskilled Tom Riddle. I guess it so. It can't just write words into the book at you. It no, has to rearrange re words. Them, yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck, turn to page five. I can't do it on this one. <laughs> Goals of the book. Uh, reveal the book's secrets to a worthy servant and convince the servant to draw power from it, draw from its power. Magnify the book's sinister power by recording new evils into its pages. Okay. Spread evil and darkness across the world through conquest and, and corruption. Defeat good in every quarter until evil reigns supreme. Uh, <laughs> All right. The Book of Vile Darkness is aware. Um, though there have been efforts to destroy the book in the past, each time the tome manages to reconstitute itself as if it possesses a will to exist. Uh, some sages have speculated that the artifact that surfaces from time to time is but a projection of the true Book of Vile Darkness. Mm. This, these theories suggest that each world, each reality, has its own Book of Vile Darkness, recording the insights and discoveries of the worst villains inhabiting that time and place. If one could draw forth the essence of evil from other worlds and combine them into one cosmos-shattering whole, one could become mightier than the gods. Similarly, the only way to truly end the book's threat to the world would be to draw the combined goodness from these worlds and use it to destroy destroy the tome permanently. All, all books of Vile Darkness are hard light holograms. The true book of Vile Darkness exists on the edge of the universe. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you miss this one. It says, Bad Lotion, the cover. Put bad, put it, uh, the, the goals of the book, lotion, lotion the cover. Bad lotion. I don't understand. It's, it's skin? It's skin. Yeah. <laughs> Please lotion me. Please put lotion on me. Please. <laughs> so I need someone to put evil lotion on me. I so, must stay hydrated. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're taking a short rest. Okay, bye. It's the grand adventures of Ilian and Beard. <sighs> Ilian, you are so... I did not know you were so fast. How did you do that? There's a spell. It's called Expedition Retreat. I may or may not have casted it. That's... That would love to... Like, how... That makes you fast, okay? <clears throat> well, um, interesting. I didn't see you do any magic, but that's... That's fine. Ilian, is that it? Back there? It's beautiful. It is glorious to behold. Look at it, Bian. What is this uh, apparatus that seems to be blocking our way to it? It's an arcane gate. 
Our spell seems to have been cast on this grid iron portcullis, uh, beyond which we can see the pendant of plenteous patrons. It's amazing. We are so close, I can taste it. Do you want me to punch through this gate? Yes, please. Yeah! Oh, oh. My, my hand. I kind of sparked when you touched it. Do it again. Ah! Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh, my hand. Ow. It, like it's I kinda, said, kind of hurts. This gate has been enchanted. I don't believe physical force will be the answer to opening it. Yeah, I'll use my greatsword then. Yeah! Oh, gosh. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Okay, no, I don't think this is going to work. No, Ben. That was my strongest Stand attack. Back. Let the wizard hand this. Okay, hand okay, this. okay, okay. Let me just see there are some arcing runes across the archway here. Let me decipher them. There are many. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting, Ben. It appears to say over here that this fine gate before us was created by the highest artisans from the city of Baldur's Gate. And one could say that this is a Baldur's Gate. That's funny. <laughs> you get it? I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the city. I've heard of it. No, like, yeah, yes. the, like yeah. the city Baldur's this is a, Gate. This uh, is like an actual gate. Yes. Good, good. Exactly. Like a Baldur's Gate. Like yeah. A Baldur's no, yeah. Gate. Yes. Very popular place. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Well, uh, is there any anything out there about how we open it? Or? I'm still working on it. Okay, okay. I'll let you do your thing. See, I told you not to put your fucking balls on it. I'm sorry. It just, you're the one who translated the runes. I didn't understand. I'm still new at reading this book. I was just open it, trying whatever it took to get in, inside there. You know, we want the pendant of plenty of patrons, and you weren't coming up with ideas, so I knew what I had to. Ilian, did you did you hear that? What? Ben, I'm concentrating, please. Uh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, let me just You know what, you keep doing your thing here. I'll I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'm going to I'm going to take a look around. Some, yes, something, yes. Something feels strange. Do whatever you must, Ben. Uh, wait. Yes. Footprints. That's right. They they stop here. And then they look, they looks as if they turn and go this way. <laughs> Oh, oh shit, he's coming over here. What do we do? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, I'm panicking. Should we fucking blast him? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, should we use this book? We brought this book down here. I know. Shouldn't we do something with it's it? It's been super cool so far. It's yeah. been doing so much evil. Yes. Hey, there's a weird weird thing, though. Uh, isn't that... You recognize this guy? He looks just like one of the founders. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you're right. I... Maybe we should just maybe we should just talk to him. It's a weird weird coincidence. Hello, hello there. Um, you you there in, in the corner in in the shadows? Are are you are you here to access the this gate? I've, I've been told it's a Baldur's Gate. Don't you put your balls on it. Uh, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, don't put your balls on it. Like this idiot. <laughs> uh, sorry, are you telling me that you guys put your balls on that thing? I punched. It hurt. Are your balls okay? <laughs> Yeah, the fog, what do you ask? I, 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 I don't know, I punched it, it hurt. I just thought maybe putting your balls, it's kind of sensitive. You must have some hard balls. <laughs> this conversation started weird, it is continuing to be weird. Hey, uh, look, uh, well, here's what we want to know, is what are you doing down here? And, uh, and what's your name? Uh, I, I am Beern, uh, the Bewilderer. Beern, that's somewhat close to the Founder's name. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like a parallel. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what to do. What do we do? Are you here for the thing? 
the the thing, like the, the pendant of plenteous patrons? Yes, I am here for the pendant of plenteous patrons. I will use its powers to fund my acrylic paintings, and it will be so wonderful to be able to retire from dungeon diving and work Lakeside. Are you here for the pendant of plenteous patrons? Man, who are you talking to over there? Oh, there's, I, Ilian, I followed the footprints. These guys said they put their balls on the gate. Why would they do that? I, I guess they mistranslated some of the runes. I can kind of see it. I can kind of uh, see it. Oh, yes, I see. I see. They forgot that this syllable. Yes, okay. I see what they... Uh, but, uh, Ilian, don't, don't freak out. They're here for the pendant also. What? <laughs> and they've got a weird book. I'm getting... What? I'm actually getting I'm coming some, over there. I'm getting some creepy vibes. <laughs> oh, shit. They're... Who art thou who would seek the pendant of plenteous patrons? He also looks like one of the founders. I am Ilian the Green, a wizard, the likes of which you have never met or surmised in your entire life. And I demand that you stand down. Are you, are you sure? Because you look like somebody we kind of know. This is weird, man. Are you seeing this? Are you sure, are you sure your name's Ilian? <laughs> what? What kind of a name is Ilian? You know, I've always wanted to ask you about that. You know, where did you get your name from? <laughs> like most people, I was named. I was named by my parents. I don't uh, think that's some great mystery. Yeah, I was. I was named by Ben. I need you to I focus. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm focused. You two, stand down now. The pendant of plenty of patrons is ours. Oh, come on, man! Don't be like that. Why can't we just like you know? You seem like you know what's going on. You open the gate. We'll all go in there and you know touch the thing or whatever it is we gotta do. Actually, do you know what to do with it once once you get it? How does it work? Of course I do. I am a wizard. Uh, okay, well I'm. So anyways, I started blasting. Alien, get back! My God, Bian, it bounced right off your ass! Oh, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I just, I reacted on instinct. It's like, wow, that, those cheeks. Wow, how'd you do that? Ah, I'm gonna get an elder. I'll get this one too. No, Bian, it bounced off your ass and right into the pendant. Look, it's spinning at a, at a rate that our eyes can't even perceive. How did that magic bounce off my ass but get through the the Baldur's Gate? I don't understand. It seems to be reacting adversely. I don't know who you guys are, but that guy's ass is something crazy. Ben, I believe you created an arcane singularity, and no one knows what exists on the other side of the event horizon. It's only a matter of time. It was good knowing you. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it, not another arcane singularity. I fucking hate those. Who are you? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're fucking back. Indeed we are. We're going to read a book. (laughs) Do you think Ilian and Beren read a book? I think I I think that Alien has probably read too many books, but not this book. Not this book. I can't it's, speak for Beer. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> nah, Beer doesn't read like that. He just paints. You can uh, you can support Alien and Beer on the adventures their adventures uh, by going to patreon.com slash the dungeon cast and, and checking it out. Um, there's a dungeon chats in there now again after a long time. Uh, and yeah, other cool stuff. Early ups once we get back to that. Fucking ad free, uh, but yeah, should we should we read a book about the book, which is to say D and D Beyond? Well, before we do that, let's actually read these marvelous quotes on the oh, back yeah. of the fourth edition Book of Vile Darkness. Um, <laughs> so we have stupid. a quote from Asmodeus, Lord of the Nine Hells. We have a quote from Orcus, Demon Prince of Undeath, and we have a quote from Mordenkind and the Archmage. So let's start. Let's go from top to bottom here. <laughs> they, they were going to get a quote, quote from Demogorgon, but the heads wouldn't stop talking at exactly. the same time about it. So you know, it yeah. <laughs> so here's Asmodeus. Uh, it's a glorious blasphemy, a condemnation, a condemnation of all that is good and pure. Gods and demons have obliterated it many times, but like evil itself, the book always returns to enslave, corrupt, and destroy. It's utterly marvelous. Asmodeus, <laughs> Lord of the Night House. <clears throat> so Asmo has read the book. He's super into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here we go. Next quote. Only the most indomitable minds dare to look upon the malevolent thoughts and forbidden secrets bound herein. This corrupt tome is filled with deplorable wisdom. Evil permeates every word and image inscribed within it. Orcus, Demon Prince of Undeath. (laughs) Final quote. Terrifying. This could be the last book you ever read. Morningkind in the Archmage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there yeah, you go. He, he tried to read like the leaflet on the front yeah. i was like nope nope i'm good on this one I just got a little bit more evil gotta <laughs> skip this one 
right. All right. So tell me about the Book of Wild Darkness, Brian, the, the fifth edition version of it. So D&D Beyond has a few paragraphs up front. I'm going to skip because they we covered it already. Um, so I'll start like where I think stats start creeping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, creature attuned to the book. You know, I'm imagining that's going to take an hour. Must spend 80 hours reading and studying it to digest its contents and read its reap its benefits. The creature can then freely modify the book's contents, provided the, those modifications advance evil and expand the lore already contained within. Uh, wherever a non-evil creature attunes to the Book of Vile Darkness, that creature must make a DC 17 charisma saving throw. On a failed save, the creature's alignment changes to neutral evil. It doesn't say how long, but it implies that that's permanent. Yeah. Until something else happens to change your alignment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, can you... I was so good before that I'd, like, return to the path. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, like, prayer might bring you back. Who knows? Um, the Book of Vile Darkness remains with you only as long as you strive to work evil in the world. Uh, if you fail to perform at least one evil act within the span of 10 days, <clears throat> or if you willingly perform a good act, the book disappears. Ooh. If you die while attuned to the book... an Entity of great evil claims your soul. You can't be restored to life by any means while your soul remains imprisoned. It's got random properties. Uh, three minor beneficial properties, one major beneficial property, three minor detrimental properties, and two major detrimental properties. That's interesting. It's outnumbered by detrimental properties, which makes sense for this book. Yeah. 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 It's definitely <clears throat> bad to read it. Are we going to roll to see what sort of properties we have? We can. Yeah, let's yeah, see here. Dice. we got to pull up those tables. I should have done this ahead of time. That's um, okay. I'll keep reading while, while we I figure that out. And and here, you can untie this fucking crazy knot I did on my um, my custom-made uh, dungeon cast dice bag uh, <laughs> that was sent to us by the very kind people at Castle of Macabre. Indeed. Uh, check out their Etsy. Let's see here. Uh, Adjusted ability scores. After you spend the requisite amount of time reading and studying the book, one ability score of your choice increases by two to a maximum of 24. There are other books in the game that do this as well. You gave me one in Super Quest Saga. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another ability score of your choice decreases by two to a minimum of three. The book can't adjust your ability scores again. Uh, That's interesting. It's just borrowing your own stats. You can respect yourself a little bit with this book. Mm-hmm. The Mark of Darkness. After you spend the requisite amount of time reading and studying the book, you acquire a physical disfigurement oh, as a hideous sign of your devotion to vile darkness. An evil rune might appear on your face. Your eyes might become glossy black, or horns might sprout from your forehead. Your, uh, or you might become... Uh, <laughs> wizened and hideous uh lose all facial features gain a forked tongue or some other feature the dm chooses the mark of darkness grants you advantage on charisma persuasion checks made to interact with evil creatures and charisma intimidation checks made to interact with non-evil creatures now it doesn't say that you're gonna like do bad with good creatures on those checks but it's implied right yeah, 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 I think like so. You yeah. look horrific. Like that <clears throat> might not be great, even by D and D standards, where there's an eclectic uh, array of different looking people. You know, because growing horns, like tieflings have horns. So yeah, like yeah. no big deal. Maybe don't like pick that one if it's not going to be or weird for your. It character. should be paired with with something else. Yeah, hor- yeah. horns with t- like tassels at the end, like uh, like titty head from Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you get Christ. boobs on your head. Yeah. That's a I good mean, one. That's that's what would happen in Brian's game. 
Oh no, but it's what's happening on my fun times on the dungeon cast. Okay, right. <laughs> Command evil. While you, I don't want to give people the wrong idea in case I ever dungeon master <laughs> <like> something <laughs> something professional. That's so funny. <laughs> Command evil. While you are attuned to the book and holding it, you can use an action to cast the dominate monster spell on an evil target. Save DC eighteen. You can't use this property again until the next dawn. Dark lore, you can reference the Book of Vile Darkness whenever you make an intelligence check to recall information about some aspect of evil, such as lore about demons. When you do, uh, double your proficiency bonus on that check. Pretty I honestly good. think you should just have an advantage, because doubling your proficiency is great, but I feel like advantage is still more powerful. I mean, if your proficiency is up at a four in the later levels, plus eight to a roll is fucking awesome. Yeah, but advantage gives you a plus five mathematically. So... Yeah, that's good. So, I'll, so it would only be a plus four. So kind of prevent, almost gets, prevents a crit fail. Like. Yeah, it gets outweighed by advantage. Gets outweighed in this case when you have a proficiency bonus of six. So when you're level twenty. Yeah, I always fall to like, <clears throat> hey, that would give you an advantage. Roll advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dark speech. While you carry the Book of Vile Darkness and are attuned to it, you can use an action to recite words from its pages in a foul language known as dark speech. Each time you do so, you take 1d12 psychic damage, and each non-evil creature within 15 feet of you takes 3d6 psychic damage. <clears throat> Destroying the book. The Book of Vile Darkness allows pages to be torn from it, but any evil lore contained on those pages finds its way back to the book eventually, usually when a new author adds pages to the dome. Mm. If a solar tears the book in two, the book is destroyed for 1d100 years, after which it reforms uh, in some dark corner of the multiverse. Okay, that's okay. A creature attuned to this book for 100 years... Can unearth a phrase hidden in the original text that translated to celestial and spoken aloud destroys both the speaker and the book in a blinding flash of radiance. Wow. However, as long as evil exists in the multiverse, the book reform reforms 1d10 times 100 years later. If uh, all evil in the multiverse is wiped out, <laughs> not likely, the book turns to dust and is forever destroyed. Okay, so it will never be destroyed. <laughs> I, is if I that's your, how your campaign ends and somebody's yeah. got it on them, then you want to, like, you know, what happens to my book? Well, that's what happens to you. Yeah. Book. You've destroyed all evil. Congratulations. I do, I do find this second one really interesting. So the, a creature attuned to the book for 100 years can unearth a phrase in, in the original text when translated. So, okay. The so fucking it, destruct word, the code word. Yeah. So you don't need to be the one attuned to it to no. No, yeah, you don't need to be the one to tune to it. You just need to get your hands on the phrase. So if you can extract the phrase from someone who would, was in tune to it for 100 years and then translate that to Celestial, you now have the self-destruct code while you're holding the book. You can do it and banish the book for anywhere from 100 to, what, 1,000 years? Yeah, because if any story needed two martyrs, it's one that involves this book. Because the first, the first person's evil. So I don't know. Did yeah. you have to trick the evil dude that was reading yeah, the book? Yeah, I, I would imagine you have to, like, capture and, like, probably do not nice things to get that information right <laughs> somebody quote unquote good yeah waterboards this fucking vile darkness reader <laughs> yeah like, exactly give me the code give me the code and then you get the code it's like all right now we got to translate it it's like all right who's Sheesh. gonna do it i'll do it okay Damn. i don't know why this next excerpt is like you know highlighted on like some rectangle of crooked 
Oh, I already she included text. that in the notes. That was the the DM notes on like the types of things you oh, should. Oh, true name's document. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Okay, so we we covered that already. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have the the detrimental and beneficial um, effects properties in front of me. Yeah. Um, do you want to roll? Uh, yeah, I'm down. How many yeah. HP does the book have? Like, I'm reading like a like I don't know. We call it a stat block. There's general rules for like what sort of AC and HP like items have, like buildings and structures and stuff. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but it's in the DMG. It, it is in the DMG. As for this book, I, I don't know. That's it's tough. Yeah, can know? I like obliterate it with like a sacred flame? Probably not. Probably not. No, I don't think you can destroy this book. I think it I probably just, has an AC of infinity. Do I just keep sacred flaming it. Yeah, it just, just nothing no, happens. Yeah, it's just immune to all damage. I would make this thing immune to all damage personally. That being said, you could tear the pages out. So, what if you just tear all the pages out? <laughs> they will f eventually find their way back. Eventually, but yeah. like it's a temporary fix, right? But what do you do with the pages? You scatter them to the winds and hope nobody breathes them in. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Can you imagine walking down the street and a fucking page of the book like slaps you in the face? And you're like, "What the fuck is this? Oh no, I'm evil! Oh no!" Just like pamphlets tossed off the building and into the city. That's great. I love that. What's a Demogorgon? Ah, my Oh, no. Brain. I know now. Ah. <laughs> All right. Let's roll these properties. Okay. Um, we got, let's see. Wait, I handed you the dice. Can I you, have the dice? You did. Let me hand them back. <laughs> so let's start with the three beneficial. So we have three minor beneficial properties. So um, I have the table. You just need to give me the D100. Three D100 rolls, please. Okay. Here's the first one. We got uh, 70. While attuned to this artifact, you can use an action to cast one one-level spell chosen by the DM from it. After you cast a spell, roll a d6. On a roll of 1 to 5, you can't cast it again until the next one. So a free level 1 spell, probably like, I don't know, Ray of Sickness. Ooh, okay. 28. 28. While attuned to this artifact, you're immune to disease. Yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> 84. I don't know. Ever since I got this book, it's just, I never, I haven't gotten sick yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think, am I asymptomatic or am I just awesome? <laughs> what do you got? 84. 84. Uh, 61 or 70. Okay, so it's the same as the first one, but you get a third level spell. Probably like darkness. I went I, I went back in time to the second one. Uh, can you imagine if you if you were hiding the fact that you have the book mm -hmm. and everybody catches some weird disease and you're just like sitting just there like fine. not sick? Like, um, Guess I'm immune. I don't know. I think I am awesome. <laughs> All right, so that, that was the three minor beneficial properties. We also get one major beneficial property, so go ahead and give me a D100 roll. 42. 42. When attuned to the artifact, your walking speed increases by 10 feet. Nice. <laughs> Got to get where you're going. All right, now we get three minor detrimental properties. So what are the bad things? Uh, I rolled an 80. An 80. Um, while you are tuned to the artifact, other creatures can't take shorter long rest while within 300 feet of you. Oh. So they're going to know. <laughs> yeah. Something's they'll wrong. They'll definitely fucking they're, know. Yeah. All right. Give me another one. Have you guys noticed that, like, you can't fucking sleep around Mark? He's hearing <laughs> whispers, but his mouth isn't moving. Okay. Uh, 74. 74. While you are tuned to the artifact, other Oh, the same. That's the same one. So give me a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, same. 33. 33, while attuned to the artifact, all holy water within 10 feet of you is destroyed. It just evaporates. So don't go to church. Oh, no. Uh, 
81. Do I need to reroll that? Uh, you don't. While attuned to the artifact, you deal 1d6 necrotic damage to any plant you touch that isn't a creature. Just blight shit? Yeah. Okay, cool. One more, right? Uh, we got a major, two major detrimental two. properties. So let's let's do those. 36. 36. The artifact dilutes magic potions within 10 feet of it, rendering them non-magical. Wow. So the potions all turn to shit around you. Dude, so if you're not paying attention, like your fighter tries to pop a healing potion. It's all like, working. Yeah. Oh, man. You suck. You start to suck you really bad. You start to bad. suck real bad, okay, yeah. Yeah, hard to hide that you're reading this book. Yeah. Uh, and 96. 96. <clears throat> That's the, the worst one, I think. Uh, when you become attuned to the artifact, there's a 10% chance that you attract the attention of a god that sends an avatar to wrest the artifact from you. The avatar has the same alignment as its creator and the statistics of an Empyrean, which is like a challenge rating 20 creature. Yeah. Once it obtains the artifact, the avatar vanishes. Hey, um, should I roll to see if I catch the attention? And, now, um, and should I roll a 10 or lower or a 90 or higher? Let's do 10 or lower. Okay. I think that's more fun. But Oh, I, my God. I rolled a 3. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. An Empyrean shows a beats the shit out of you. My question, okay. Here, so this this is a one-time thing, though. Where'd you get that book, punk? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm pulling up the Empyrean stat block. <laughs> no one's been able to sleep since you started reading that shit. <laughs> Dropping elbows on you. There's an Empyrean in uh, Baldur's Gate 3, but they don't call it an Empyrean, but it's very obviously an Empyrean. Oh. And, but it acts the way an Empyrean should, and it's really, really well done. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, like, give no spoilers uh, besides I'm trying to be very general. So, uh, Empyrean, uh, looking like uh, 22 AC. That's a lot. Natural armor. It's 313 high. hit points. A challenge rating of 23. So, good luck. Okay. You just you just got something equivalent to the, the ending bad guy of an entire campaign. Yeah, he's got a personal shit. vendetta against you. Yeah. Shouldn't have tuned the book, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like to read, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right, you got anything you want to add to the Book of Vile Darkness? No. Well, I guess what would you add to the Book of Vile Darkness? What sort of evil acts? Well, evil, like, evil acts. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think I got anything. Vile How to enough. make an evil axe? How to make an evil axe. Yeah, that would be cool. Weapon, weapon, uh, curse weapon crafting. Oh, yeah, that'd be super cool. I or like how that. to curse a weapon. Yeah, yeah. That's or, not bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ooh. I like it. Thank you, Evil Axe. Indeed. Thank you, Book of Vile Darkness. <laughs> That's what we would add here on the Dungeon Cast uh, to the Book of Vile Darkness is how to make evil weapons or make weapons evil. Probably both. It's a page on both. You want to do it from the ground up? It's a DIY on how to like just make the worst stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get ready for a long rest. Let's get ready for a long rest. Hey everybody, welcome to The Long Rest. It's going to be way less vile and virtually nothing to read. Uh, well, actually, there is going to be stuff to read. Uh, it's everything in the notes below. Indeed. Let's go through it. We got P.O. Box. You we can do. send us stuff. I need to go. I haven't been there in a while. I need to go there. Um, it's overflowing. Well, yeah. Usually somebody will send us a message that says, like, we've got a thing there. Right, right. Too. I mean, I feel like the post office could do that. Like you wish they would. A little ping. Right? That would be fun if the post office got into the fucking modern age of stuff. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have well the dungeoncast at gmail.com if you want to send us said email. Mm -hmm. So that that's a way you can get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us in um, uh, Discord. So there's a link below for Discord. You can go there, join up, and uh, there's 
all kinds of cool stuff and resources in there for you guys if you want to talk like-minded people that play TTRPGs and listen to the Dungeon Cast, maybe. You don't have to, but if you're learning about it from like my voice, then you did. You just did. You're listening to it now, so gotcha. <laughs> um, and we're on the social. Will knows all about that. Indeed. Where oh, are they? Going. Yeah. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. We're on Mastodon, and we're on Threads, and I post there regularly, although this last week and a half, I've been a little slow on it. Lots of stuff going on in my life, but I am hoping to be back on the daily tomorrow. Yeah. Um, people are Xing now. They're not tweeting anymore. Uh, so get used to it, so, I guess. Also, I heard that there's going to be uh, it, that X is going to be subscription only soon. I and mean, I think that's bullshit. In that case, we won't be on. That's X when we anymore. leave. Yeah. That is when we leave. Yeah, you d- you're doing leave. it, Elon. Yeah, you're doing it to the common man. I don't care <laughs> enough. I feel bad for like sports people and stuff like that. A lot of them are like, we're the on sports Twitter stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Twitter is, is the sports area but like if it goes subscription it that's gonna kill that gonna it'll hurt. move it'll just move somewhere Definitely else it'll hurt. have to yeah people the, will get their sports news they'll just get it elsewhere there there are options yeah it's yeah. just like a lot of plugging over a lot of years you know mm-hmm. Those are, yeah basically yeah. a lot of people's twitters are like a part of their brand yeah and exactly now, now, it's true. yeah it's yeah. oh well you know that's the world is gonna move on right it will always change um Baldur's gate three giveaway i don't know did we do that yet not yet but like is it Let's let's look at the as of this recording, our subscriber count is. Where do I put that again? Oh yeah, here. I'm looking. We're I'm looking. Very very close. We're like super. Oh, super we're close. we're less than a hundred away. Yeah. At the time of this recording, yeah. so by the time this episode airs, it should be there. Wow, our YouTube's doing really good lately. Yep. Maybe it's because of Baldur's Gate. I'm sure that's helping. Has uh, a lot to do I'm, with it. I've been doing a lot of work on my end to help as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then, uh, yeah, we'll mix all our thumbnails and stuff. Kudos. Uh, and then, what else did we got? Oh, um, Super Quest Saga is a show that you can go watch um, or listen to. Uh, no, that one's on YouTube also, huh? Yeah, it's also on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So you could listen or watch it, and you can um, check out the uh, Star Seekers Guide to Dragon Star, which Will is writing. You want to yes. speak a little bit on that? Um, it's it's a sci-fi science fantasy uh D D setting um compatible in in fifth edition D. it's based off of our show super quest saga and uh essentially all i'll say is if you like guardians of the galaxy if you like uh star trek star wars um and and that ilk imagine that uh fused with the high fantasy lore of D and a galactic setting and that's what i'm making there's going to be class options uh, species or race options, uh, a species a creator. There's going to be a whole bestiary of alien monsters, um, an entire chapter full of high-tech gadgets and magical items, as well as over a dozen artifacts, um, and just so much more. There's going to be space combat rules, space travel rules. We're, we're five out of eight chapters done, um, working on chapter six, Coming up here very soon, just making some final changes to some of the earlier chapters before moving on. But yeah, if you want to pre-order the book, check out drakenstar.com and pre-order yourself a book. Yeah. Um, oh, and I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Sound Good Inc. Um, it's just my life and shit, mostly my turtle, um, <laughs> who who continues to flourish and live in a new good environment. Uh, so uh, yeah, go. For, oh, I, <laughs> funny story. I so I I misgendered my. I thought I misgendered my. This is an African spur tortoise, but um, you know, I just like as an eight year old boy assumed it was a boy, mm-hmm. and then uh, was like 
So the turtle lived in like a not so great enclosure for a long time. So the shell didn't develop quite right. And so some of the spots that should be more pronounced on the male weren't indicating it was a female. But as uh, I've moved her to a better home and her shells developed, I think it's a boy. I I think I saw Sally's wiener the other day because it's mating season right now. I think she's trying to escape. And I was like, whoa. And Sally. <laughs> yeah. My wife was like, hey, I think that's a that thing's big. Like, I think it's a wiener. So I don't know. So, uh, we used to call him Tom. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think Sal I, is an yeah, appropriate shortening. I called him Sal Man. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, so he changed my I let my kid name. I was like, I think this turtle's a girl like because that I didn't have like the turtle with me for a long time, but I've moved into a home that can support the turtle. So we like, you know, as things develop and like the turtles like growing back into their own, it's like, uh, I got to like, like semi rescue my own turtle from being like a bad pet owner. But, but yeah, that, that's what came along with it is, um, Oh my Christ. Uh, yeah. It's, so funny. it's fucking crazy. So I'm pretty sure it's a boy turtle, but you know, Sally, Tom, Salmon, I, I called him Turtle Man for a long time. Uh, yeah, just so you guys know, you can follow me on social media. I'll probably do an update on that. It was like hump in the air, bro. It was like, wow. and they do cr- turtle grunts. <clears throat> like, go Sally. Yeah. Go Sally, Salmon. go. Salmon. <laughs> anyway, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.